yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Well, it's finally happened. The European Union and the European Commission have taken legal action against X and Elon Musk. We were waiting for this to happen for a long time and now it has under the Digital Services Act. The European Commission uh, has taken proceeding against X, essentially going after uh, its lack of moderation, its blue check marks and even its community notes. What does it mean for the service? What does it mean if you use X? Will Elon Musk pull X from the EU now? Well, let's talk about it. JJ Clark, were you surprised? I wasn't surprised to see this happening. Were you? No, I, I thought he was kind of tunneling towards this anyway. You mentioned in your piece that he's a free speech absolutist, uh, First Amendment right. Yeah. That we are, in fact, uh, living in a world where our First Amendment rights uh, are being abridged. That's what he's saying. And mm-hmm. as you put it, his uh, his birds are coming back to roost in your article. Uh, you lay out three... Well, just, pos- just let's talk about what he's actually been charged with uh, first. Right. So um, it's information manipulation and risks to civic discourse and electoral processes. That's in relation to um, community notes and blue ticks. Uh, he has also been... Uh, charged essentially with not preventing illegal, extreme and dangerous content. Yeah, and he's gotten rid, uh, he's jettisoned the uh, content moderators, mainly in Dublin, uh, as you mentioned. In your piece. Everywhere he has, yeah, but it, yeah, so it was a big part of the Dublin setup here. The trust and safety team is, is what it's called. And right. they were the people who were responsible for keeping this stuff offline, for moderating. Uh, and it's a very difficult job because moderating a social network is not just one of five or six things. It's five or six hundred things. And that's why it's complicated. And that's how, why it how does that work though? So like, you know, you see a violent video Video, that's obviously getting taken off, but where is no, the No, not line? obviously. Not obviously. Not okay. obviously. Not if it's a news video. Right. Okay. So uh, you know, a gun battle happening in the streets of Iraq. Uh, Again, not obviously taken off. It may do. Okay. 
And uh, then it's difficult. And it is, so is uh, Musk's uh, argument here is that it was irrelevant, it was surplus to demands, or was it that you need a human, like humans don't need to be doing it, AI ha- can do he it? He hasn't responded yet to this charge. Let's be clear about that. His position up to now from his comments and what he has said in general about dismantling the trust and safety teams and in winnowing out Twitter, now X in general, has been that they're superfluous, they're unnecessary, they're also expensive. Don't forget he bought the company uh, for way over its asking price, $44 billion. He needs to save money. He's still paying uh, interest payments on that. But essentially he is saying that all of this stuff was unnecessary, that he can do it through replacing it with something called community notes for which... Uh, listeners who are not on Twitter or X community notes is essentially a reader feedback system which allows people to add what they would claim to be fact-checking notes, clarifying or correcting points that they think are wrong. The European Commission has clearly said that it is grossly inadequate and it's no substitute for a trust and safety team. Otherwise, and, they wouldn't have charged And the Dis- Digital Services Act, is is that like sort of the perfect hammer, like the sort of handcrafted hammer uh, and Musk is the nail in this, that, that it's the perfect, you know, sort of challenge or, you know, response, governmentally yes. speaking. And yes, and yes, and yes, to, to all of those points. So Elon Musk... Because of the way he has taken over X, because of the tone that he has set, because of the advertiser boycott against not only the the way he's steering the tone of speech, but also his own statements, his own anti-Semitic stuff, his response to somebody who claimed that uh, Jewish people in the US were in favor of immigration so that it could dilute the white population and where he responded by saying, you have said the actual truth. Mm. Things like that. Yeah, the, That's the reason why Disney's gone, Apple's gone, IBM's gone. Most of these big uh, companies yeah, have gone. Yeah, his stuff on attacks on whiteness and, you, you know, the, it's so kind of dangerous. I wrote a column two weeks ago cataloging the number of times in recent months that Musk has increasingly focused on the idea of an attack on white culture. He keeps coming back to this theme. There's an account on X, there's many, many accounts on X who obsess about this. There's one in particular who Musk keeps interacting with and they keep posting things about the relative injustice of the of underreporting of black people, you know, attacking white people as they present it. And he keeps responding by saying, yeah, this is messed up. Just, or, just out of interest, when did that start happening? Because, you know, before he, ha- he owned Twitter, he wasn't talking about it, as far as I know. No, he was always a little right of centre, a little libertarian, but now he has really ramped it up in the last uh, seven or eight months. As I said, I wrote a piece cataloguing this two weeks ago. Even in the last 48 hours, if you go through his timeline, you can see him responding. Something like one in every seven or eight tweets now, maybe not as many as that, maybe one in every 11 or 12, around the 10% mark at the moment are interacting with accounts, one of whose main themes is an attack on whiteness. Now, put that together with his other themes. So what are Musk's other themes? At the moment, he's going on about the decline of Western civilization and the threat to Western civilization. He is also talking about the moral imperative to have more children. Now, you put those things together and you have quite a troubling... Um, picture of somebody who runs a major social network. And 
there's no suggestion that this is what the European Commission is looking into. This is just an aside. This is just to set the scene of the type. For those who are not on X, listeners, for what you can expect to see in here, certainly in the last year since he has taken over, 14 months, the amount of extreme content, of accounts posting extreme views of misinformation and disinformation, and there's a difference between the both. Misinformation is wrong information. Disinformation is when somebody is posting it who knows or could be thought to know that it's yeah. wrong, but it's also there's going an to have an effect there. as well. There's an agenda yeah. there. And and just even with the, like, you, you've mentioned this, but the advertisers just can't mm. get away quick enough. They're just like, you know, the big name advertisers, your Cokes, your car brands, apart from Tesla, that is, are not featuring on X at all. Like, I, I was on uh, X just before this, and I saw an advertisement for a slingshot with a laser beam attached to it. Like, it's cool, but it, it's like indicative of the the quality of product. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing ads for OnlyFans-related stuff. I'm seeing ads for, you know, obscure gadgets and widgets, which you would expect to see on a tiny website. So we know that uh, X's advertising revenue has gone down by at least 60%. That's according to Musk. And that's before the Apple and the Disney boycotts. But there's a couple of things. There are three potential scenarios, I think, that could happen here. The first one is the most explosive, and that is that Musk could actually pull X from the EU. But is that like, I'm interested, is that likely? Because you have a It's possible. Right, because you have a situation where it, it would limit his impact and his influence and it would limit the power and success but of But as X. he sees it, the EU is trying to limit his impact and his influence. Now, if you take into consideration, if you follow, I follow Musk quite closely. I have to because he leads so many companies who are very big in the technology world. So any tech reporter has to follow what he does. It's not just an, a morbid obsession with the guy himself. If you're following what he's saying, I've given you a few examples of the whiteness um, issue. But... Also, on the future of X and the idea of the advertising boycotters, he's now constantly repeating this idea that it's worth it to leave all that ad money uh, off the table if it allows him to focus on what he regards as the truth and the civilization's mission, which is freedom of speech. Now, you take that vibe, you take that core idea, and you put it into the context here of the European Union, which is essentially telling... Musk and X to cut out the extreme content, to cut out the extreme free speech and the libertarianism, which allows for things that are not being moderated out. They're telling Musk to cut that out. Now, if you take Musk at his word over the last weeks and months, where he says that the the purity of what he's trying to create is more important than the ad money, then is it possible, is it even likely that he pulls X from the EU. It's certainly possible. Mm. It's and, absolutely possible. And that doubling down, like that, that, that stuff that we've we've seen from him, that behavior pattern where he's, you know, he's bringing the sink in, he's just cutting, you know, and he's he's very aggressive in his movement, and very quick. Like if he goes back, retreats almost to America, and you know, with that purity. Does he try and move into different markets then? And then he just leaves? Maybe he does, or maybe he tries to um, make it into a, a super app, 
and, and tries to, and, and hopes that the rest of the world moves with him. Don't forget, he he would regard his mission as has been clear from his autobiography and many things he has said over the last year or two. He believes he's on a civilizational uh, mission. He is trying to drag civilization out of the mire and out of the bureaucracy and out of the wokeness and out of all the shackles that are holding it down from, and, and one of these issues is curbs on freedom of speech. So he believes, it's clear, that his view will prevail, that the EU will come around to his way of thinking. So maybe he thinks he can wait it out. Now, that's that's one scenario right. that they leave the EU. Just a quick one on that. Does that leave a vacuum then for threads in Europe? Uh, yeah, but threads is active already. Threads has been active in Europe now for five days. I already have hundreds of followers there. Um, I'm already posting equally as I would on X, and the engagement is now largely the same. So it it has roared off uh, uh, to a very very strong start. Um, it will leave uh, space for uh, for threads there if 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 X leaves. Outcome number two: if he doesn't leave Europe, there are only two really possible outcomes. The first is that he negotiates with the Commission for a reassembling of the trust and safety division or something of that line. He makes them promises, say that he'll says that he'll he'll do better. And the reason I think this is as possible as him leaving the EU um, is that Musk often backs down. He often backs down when he's faced with an order from authority. So earlier this year, um the Turkish government, with the hard man, strong man leader there, Erdogan, basically said to Twitter and said to him that they must stifle or uh, deny access to certain content and certain accounts. In the it was opposition the parties, wasn't it? Pardon me? It was a content from opposition parties, Basically, yes. It certainly included that content. And Musk didn't try to argue freedom of speech or anything of the sort. Didn't even challenge it in court. He immediately backed down and he immediately censored the accounts. So, now, I'm not going to comment whether he was right or wrong to do so, it is a genuinely difficult problem for social platforms on how you comply with jurisdictions um, in, you know, according to their rules. And that's not a simple question. What I will say is that he backs down. Mm. He often backs down. So he might back down here. Does, does it, are, is it fair to say that Musk knows the difference between a governmental bark and a governmental bite, i.e. the Digital Services Act is the bite, whereas mm. the bark was the summoning of all the tech com- social media companies after the Dublin riots? I, I think that's a very fair question. I, I think I, I think he absolutely does because he does back down when faced with the bite, as he did in Turkey. I've seen him uh, meet with Commissioner Thierry Breton, who is one of the two lead commissioners on this uh, Digital Service Act legal action against X and he he's a bit like a puppy. He just smiles and he's kind of nods submissively and when Thierry Breton speaks. So that's him reacting to a potential bite, I think. So it is possible that he backs down. And then there's a third possibility. So possibility one is he takes X, he takes his ball and storms out of the EU. Possibility two is he tries to genuinely do a bit of reform on... Uh, X and then backs down and builds up the trust and safety team again. Possibility three is he says he'll fix it, but he does absolutely nothing and just swallows the fine. 
Now, bear with me on this. I think this is the least likely, but I do think it's possible. So what is the fine? The fine is up to 6% of gross overall revenue or turnover. In Twitter's case, in X's case, that has fallen by at least 60% in the last year, which means that the absolute maximum amount he might have to pay has fallen maybe from something of the order of maybe 200 million, 220 million maximum, probably to 130, 140 million, or maybe even less. And that's if it's the maximum amount. Now, he's well known for running companies on a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants basis. So let's say he he just swallows the fine, does the minimum to keep running the company, says that he'll fix it, doesn't fix it, doesn't do a thing, doesn't reassemble any trust and safety team. Everything keeps going the way it is on X. It's very likely that it would take the European Commission another year or two to come back and have a second bite at the, the regulatory cherry uh, with X. And from Musk's point of view, that could that in his timeline, that's ages away. He'll just go on for the next year or two. In his own mind, he might be on Mars in two years' time. And, and that, that sense of time with Musk, I thought was really interesting, is that everything in his sort of space is quick. It's like about getting Teslas out to the European mm. market. It's about getting the new model. So it, it's it's absolutely, you know, that's a lifetime away for him. I think I thought it was just quite interesting that he doesn't see that he sees the European Commission as this slow rumbling thing. And he's this knife through hot, hot knife through butter kind of, you know, that he's not, you know, that's. That's going to be in the future, and he'll be he'll have a solution by then, or they'll have gone away. Yeah, he he sees himself as being um, a defender of civilization with a capital C. He was in Rome over the last few days, and he lots of pictures of him gazing adoringly at some of the um, statues and some of the great art, uh, some of the great Italian art, and he keeps coming back to this theme of defending civilization. He wants um, the human race to be a multi-planetary civilization and, and all of that, which means he doesn't see himself as a minor player here. So coming back to this idea of he genuinely believes that he might have a more enduring, more compelling and ultimately more successful uh, rule book and playbook than the European Commission and the European Union. He, he, he is genuinely capable of thinking that way. I mean, he has to. He built Tesla uh, up into what it is today. He built SpaceX from nothing. They are unbelievably monumental achievements and they go against all the odds. But that's the way he thinks. Right. And he's thinking against the odds here, I think. Yeah. And uh, just even with that and and that like, you know, that he's almost in his mind, he's he's ranking himself higher than the European Commission and he has an idea in his head. Uh, That's important because... People mightn't be aware of that. Like people are really gunning for. Okay, he's being brought to heel now, and we might see that, uh, and hopefully we will see that. But in in essence, what what's happening in his mind is that he's number one, and the European Commission are number two. Yeah, I mean, I, that's you could put it that way. Um, I think, I think he does respect the European Union. I think he doesn't. You know, he's not as dismissive of them as some of his super fans on X are, who just, you know, regard them as a bunch of do nothing communists. Um, but ultimately, yes, I do think that he he thinks they're wrong. And what he may not be factoring in, though, is 
It's not entirely clear that he won't face similar action in other territories as well. I mean, in the US, they're quite slow to to act on stuff like this for reasons as such as this related to content moderation, freedom of speech. And to be fair, the, the US does have a wider and deeper freedom of speech ethos than Europe does for historical uh, reasons. They haven't faced the same sort of danger from extreme speech within their own country as we have uh, in Europe uh, from ours. Like in Germany, for example, it's still an offence to deny the Holocaust. Right. Um, it's not in a lot of other European countries. And it's a really interesting argument as to whether it should be or it shouldn't be. That's quite an interesting argument. In the States, it simply isn't. Um for their own historical uh, and cultural reasons. So he's unlikely to face this kind of action in the US, but he could face it in um, in other parts of the world. If he's kicked out of the European Union, don't forget, like where does he have to go outside North America? I mean, Australia's tiny. They- but but surely he's he's moving in, in the direction of of Asia in a big way, no? Is it like that no, he has... And now hang on, let's, okay, let's have a reality check here. Asia, what are we talking about Asia? The vast majority of the Asian populations in two countries, India and China. Hmm. They're both unbelievably censorious um, when it comes to uh, social media but platforms. Does he not have China, inter- forget it. But He's does not he not even have interest into- there uh, in terms of Tesla operations? Yeah, so what? I, I'm just asking, I'm posing the question, like, as in, does he, he's there, he's got a flag on the map there. I'm just wondering, does he have... I think the Chinese, because he, the Chinese allow him with Tesla, that that's a one-way relationship. Right. They're not beholden to him in any way. The Chinese, <laughs> the idea that the Chinese will somehow let him be more uh, liberal on speech than the Europeans is... Hilarious. The Indians are, there's no way India will do that either. I mean, India has extreme um, speech moderation challenges as well. That's a lot of the restrictions that are on WhatsApp now came from problems in India with literally lynch mobs going after uh, minorities because of what was being spread on WhatsApp. That's why WhatsApp limited the uh, virality uh, of messages there. Um, So, no. Okay. If if he if he's run out of the European Union, if X is run out of the European Union, then he has North America, and I can't really see where else he has. He has maybe a, a, a small handful of countries other than that, but all of which are generally most most of the rest of the world is more conservative and more strict than the European Union on content. And uh, just with that, like uh, speaking to, uh, I suppose I was going down the line of his desire to expand and get more users, but maybe that's the wrong read of Musk because Musk is... Oh no, that's the right read. He's he's on a mission. Is it that he he actually believes what he is saying? Yeah, no, but he doesn't want want to have just 50 million users or 100. He, He wants the world to pay attention to what he says. Right. And he wants the world to he sees X as a pivotal generational um, civilization critical tool for freedom of speech. He, he that's what he that's what he sees X. So if it's only available in North America, then and, he's lost anyway. And it's gonna you know that'll have a magnifying effect on him uh, on X. I mean because it'll you know it'll be more X than it is currently now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you can see it already. I mean, just on the threads launching and X and 
you can see the people who aren't that comfortable with the idea of threads are mostly, from my observation, well, a huge number of people on the right and, and on the far right because they see this as they don't want ever to go back to any sort of consensus-driven social media platform. They love the whole idea of edginess and conflict and all that sort of stuff. And I have to say, there's a, a few on the on the left who they won't they won't put it in those terms, but that's the way they act. If you, if you were to tell somebody, there's a few high-profile figures I'm thinking of in particular, if you were to tell them that X was to be shut down, they'd be bereft because that is their platform uh, often to to engage on issues. And for them, ultimately, if you were to ap- absolutely put the pin on their collar, I think some of them would say that it's a price worth paying to have all the other rubbish on it so that they can have their platform. Right, and they can have their style of discourse that they yeah. like. Yeah. W- and just on, on Musk as Don't well. Don't forget, to, to, to guys like that, and also certainly guys on, on the, the right, the extreme right, the center is almost worse than the opposite flank. If you talk to guys... To, you know, people on on who are don't get me wrong, they've good faith, well intentioned, and I agree with them on a lot of issues. But they're on if they're pretty far over on the left, they have a particular sort of absolutely vitriolic hate for those in the centre because they think that they're patsies or they think that they're facilitating yeah, yeah, all this wrong. And you talk to the guys on the right, and they the exact same. They, you you almost get the feeling that they're more comfortable in each other's company, right? Because they share the same characteristics. It's the reli- the very in religious some cases they do, but at least the they know atheist. what they're battling against, and they have their own line. The lines are clear. It's not it's not as difficult, yeah, and it's it, not they're not as disappointed because they you know they have a known quantity. Yeah. But anyway, that's a different topic for a, for for a different era. Um, anyway, what do I think is going to happen? I I think I actually think there's a fifty fifty chance that he pulls uh, X from the EU. I think there's a good chance and that that happens. I think as well, what's captivating about this is that he's posting all the time. Like I walked in here mm. and he had posted from it, like a video from Italy. So he's, it's really captivating because it's all happening now. Like I, I'm looking mm. at it and then I'm walking in here and sitting down and we're talking about it and there'll be another tweet, you know, today sometime. Mm. And so he's, he's Post, still... you're not allowed to say tweet anymore. And so he's he's still going on business as usual, you know, uh, everything's fine. But business as usual for Musk is chaos. It always has been. If you re- read his um, biography, decent enough. It's pretty good. It's, good. it's a worthwhile read. Business as usual for Musk is chaos. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why he has been successful in his other ventures. He brings the chaos. There's a lot of creativity that comes out of that chaos it's much more difficult to do it with a social media network. Uh, and so far, the results have been, frankly, disastrous, and they may get even worse. And that's our message today in this podcast. JJ Clark, thanks for chatting through this with me and for producing this episode of the podcast. Thanks also to Gav Hennessy, who was on sound for me. Adrian Meckler, you've been listening to The Big Tech Show. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.